Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. And we are live. Well, not live, we're recording. It's a, what, Thursday afternoon, it's 14.37 and I give to you the one and only Maureen O'Connell, everybody. Snap, crackle and pop over here. A little bit of crackling going on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Maureen O'Connell and over there, it's Mr. Ray Foley. Yes, indeed. I'm Ray Foley. There's going to be a little crackle from weren't there. It, uh, ironically, there was no crackle for any of what you were just saying. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the crackle is going to occur at the most inopportune times. It's going to occur, I promise you, at a moment where you're going to be divulging something really intimate, really personal. It, it, the tone will be muted. The level, the, the There will be yes. a hush over the audience as we're dying to hear the and next thing that apologies. you say. At that point, it's going to go... <laughs> <coughs> Apologies for that because I, I once did a whole Instagram uh, thing on, on independent podcasts and how you have to give them some time at the start as they're working out their audio issues. And now we're that podcast with the audio issues. So I am sorry about that. We're going to get straight into it with number one. I think, Ray, you'll go first today, yeah? Oh, will I? Okay. I'm glad I was prepared for that then. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you indeed. You go. You go. For that. Well, I've got a little bit of a funny one and it's from my own life. It's not really a news item. Uh, from my own life, I've been taking my kids out uh, walking every day. This is my wife. Uh, well, my wife started it and now it's become a thing. She spotted it on one of our residence pages where uh, friend, friends of ours. Do you guys have that actually where you live? No. I, I, I know it's easy for us because we're on an estate, but I would have thought that uh, every sort of street or group of streets I, has a... It's all renters. Right, but you still not have a, a community of we renters. Do. A few times a year, you know, we go out and we, uh, there's signs are put up on poles and we go out and we clean the area and stuff like that. But that's about it. So you're talking about a Polish person with, like, walking around with a sandwich board, is it? Walking yeah, that's it. That's, yeah, just a Whoa. Polish person saying today is our cleaning day. You people are so aff- affluent that you have, mm. instead of Facebook, mm. you have, you employ uh, a, a person, an, an immigrant. Immigrant? Thank you. Immigrant. To, immigrant. To walk up and down your south side, your leafy south side yeah, uh, Leafy. That's it. South City Residences. <laughs> Sorry. All right. You're talking about Leafy Southside Dublin Residences? Here's Pop the thing I was thinking about yesterday, there. actually. I can't remember the last time I was in Dublin City, like where you live. I can't remember the last time I was there. Like, I live ostensibly in Dublin. I have done for half of my life. Yeah. But for the last several years, bar, I think maybe Christmas might have been the last time I was in. Yeah, you come in when we go for dinner sometimes. And that's and it. When you go for dinner with JP, and that's it. It's funny, that's it. Isn't we'll it? we'll we'll bring you into town when all this is over. A big a big farmer's day out just for you, Ray. Yeah, I think I've become really suburban. I think that's what it is. I've become yes. too suburban for my own good. Yeah, you've got everything. Sure, why would you need to? Actually, the last time we went for dinner, we went out by your place. We didn't come into town. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, we went went out to your place. It's the white well, flight, Morn. You... It's the white flight. That's Although it. this. That's pl- it. There's plenty of black people flew out here as well, actually. And a lot of um, Indians that live around near me, I think. Yeah, affluent people. Indians are affluent, are they? Well, everyone who lives by you, regardless of <laughs> colour, race, so creed. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what colour they are. All, Anyone who lives around here is affluent. You're all kind of posh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're all uh, pretty posh. Loads of Chinese people live near me as well. I, we're, they're all coming out now. You, you don't see them a lot during regular. I suppose I'm at work or whatever, but uh, I don't see a lot of Chinese people in general. But during lockdown... You know, they're all we're all kind of forced to not mingle, but kind of we're all in our routines. Look out the window, you see yeah. a few Chinese people walking past. You're like, where do they come so from? 
it's a melting pot and you can get to know your neighbours in your international neighbourhood. In the melting pot uh, with with us now, we found that there's five spice and uh, soy sauce, mm. oyster sauce of, and rice. rice. Bit uh, of Kerrygold? No, I, there, well, the Kerrygold would be my uh, uh, I would be a volunteer in Chardonnay. That would be French people. Although there are French people who live like six doors up from us. See, melting uh, pot. Chinese, so, Indian, there would be curry there, a bit of curry. Uh, so all of the foods. Um, all of the food. There's Mexicans directly across the road. I never told you my Mexican story. Oh my God. <laughs> this has been on the to-do list for a while, actually. I'll finish the... Uh, uh, remind me about the Mexican story, yeah? Okay, that could be number three. Okay. Uh, well, I can't, because I want to do some news stories as well. Uh, remind me sometime. In an email, right? Dear emailers, remind me to tell you the Mexican. You tell me something. You tell us a story on email sixbitspod at gmail.com. Write us an email and tell us a story. It can be anything, anything at all you want to tell us, like a happy story, a sad story, something amazing that happened in your life, uh, something funny, anything at all. Just tell us a little story on your email, sixbitspod at gmail.com. And as the final line in it say, Ray, don't forget the Mexican story, and I will tell you my Mex. You probably you might it might turn out to be a damn squib. You might hate the story, yeah. But I'll tell you about my 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 Mexicans, uh, in a story as a as a number in a six bits podcast at okay. some point. So there, I've parked it and I've asked for emails. How about that? Parked it. I've parked. Lovely. It's been parked. We've okay, done all that. So and I'll reverse one. it out of parking once uh, someone emails in. There, it will. I will only. Give you my story by way of swap, okay? So you'll get okay. my Mexican story by swapsies if you if you remind me uh, if you send me an email with a story of your own. Sixbitspod at gmail dot com. Oh, I'm <laughs> anyway. He's doing this on purpose now because I have to go to work in seventeen <laughs> minutes. Come on. So they've started doing this thing on our residence page. Some of um, some of the residents. Tying a little ribbon, right, in uh, around the locality or in a specific part of the locality. And mm. then the children, they do a little treasure hunt to try and find the ribbons, okay? And Lovely. Yeah, yeah, me whole. But it's something for them to do, isn't it? But uh, So my wife took them out to start doing it. But my youngest, who has very, well, they both have very active imaginations. Uh, but my youngest, he has a tendency to turn things to the negative, with using his imagination to the negative. So, for instance... He always wears, like, everything is villainous. Everything is um, evil. Everything is, um, and he himself is a villain and he's evil, okay? he's a ba- There's always bad guys involved in everything, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when he spotted started spotting these ribbons, because my wife didn't tell them they were going to be doing this, it was purely like, oh, see this? And now, oh, my gosh, here's another one, you know, kind of thing. So it was yeah. going to be a thing we discover. And then you let them use their imaginations to fill in the blanks. He, of course, turned it into a, there, there are, there are killers on the loose. Yeah. There, are, there are bad guys and we need to catch them and they're tying the... Ri- God knows why bad guys would be tying lovely pink ribbons around the locality of leafy South Dublin. That's a whole... And using them by way of clues. The mm. detect the Foley boys are detectives trying to catch the bad yeah. guys. Always the way. So, uh, anyway, eventually over the, the course of a number of days, uh, Andrew has gone full police detective. He's got a hat... He wears gloves, obviously, because they wear gloves all the time anyway, with the lockdown. Uh, he's got a, um, he's got black trousers that he wears. He's got okay. a high-vis high vest. He's got a cop's hat. And so he's 
So he's a steward at a GAA match. He essentially. is. You should see him. It's <laughs> on. He's five, blonde hair. He's unreal, and he's like he's t- like a typical steward at a GAA match. He is letting the power go to his head. He's got a mm. magnifying glass as well, by the way. And and he's shouting orders. Take photo. Take a photo of this. Everything needs to be photographed. Don't know where he oh. got this from, but it's straight out of the detective's playbook. Fair play to him. Everything he, he has to. So we've been taking photographs of everything. I've got a whole series of photographs of Andrew dressed as a cop pointing at meaningless crap around where we live. Line of duty, South County, Dublin. It I is. like it, Andrew. Well done. The My favourite bit, though, is my eldest. He he doesn't pronounce his ors properly, okay? Mm. I don't know if that's relevant, but anyway. He's like, he's he says twap, twap, like for a trap. Okay, twap. Yeah. Oh, uh, or... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'd rather, I'd rather go to the shop. Or right, okay. So he, you we're working, Jonathan Ross. We're, he kind of, but it's not. It's not even a, quite a full W. He does just a weird. He's not quite there yet. Anyway, we're working okay. on it. But um, he keeps saying, he keeps, <laughs> he say, he keeps saying, when we catch these bad guys, we're going to put them in custody, right? But he doesn't. He doesn't think the word is custody. He thinks it's custardy, right? <laughs> And he's got the speech fit which at the top of it. So he keeps <laughs> So he keeps saying in custody. <laughs> so I'm go- we're going to catch them. Andrew, we're going to catch them. <laughs> oh, my chest oh, hurts. God. I'm in such pain from my hospital oh, visit. In custody. <laughs> Oh, so, that has to stay. Do you have a video of him saying that? I do somewhere, yeah. But uh, I, d- I don't want to be taking the mickey out of him either because, you know, he's he's my child. Exactly. <laughs> but, I know you can't. Yeah. I can say it here, but I can't. he'll never hear this. Yeah, because uh, it it's the, an impediment. You can't make it be an issue for him. Of yeah, course. Of we've course. got an app. Yeah. We've got an app and we're working on it. But my God, it makes every time. And he was doing, <laughs> it was like he knew it was my life. <laughs> It was like he knew that it was like it was the one thing that was going to set Daddy off, so he kept saying "custody." <laughs> uh, and I didn't do anything to correct him either. I was like, "I'm going to have him say custody for the rest of his life." <laughs> I'm going to have him going on his first date and have her when he's like eighteen. <laughs> to, oh, oh. Tell a story. No, I'm going to have him, her tell him the story. Him tell the story about like, oh yeah, whatever. They took the man into custody or whatever. And her go, her go, what? What? What are you saying? What? Custody? Yeah, custody. Like, like we all have that one friend that genuinely thought until they were 24 that it was Ostable and not hospital. Uh, so I heard someone be... on the radio do that. <laughs> Who did I hear? Oh man, I heard someone like on, on like Sean O'Rourke or something say hostable. I was like, oh hostable. god, oh god. And there is there is a beautiful thing at the moment on television and radio. It's um, because we're all using the word furlough at the moment because people are in furlough oh, and no. all that kind of stuff. And there's so many people saying furlock, and oh. I'm I'm enjoying it so much because you don't know. We never say that word. As you said that, uh, there's someone that we both know that sent me a video last night of his children, and they were drinking an apple and blackcurrant drink. Right. And they can't say black current. Black current. No, yeah. It's black current. That's what I, that's the way we, we wouldn't put the emphasis on, I wouldn't put the emphasis on black current, uh, on current. Yeah, they can't say the current bit. You're crackling now. Yeah, no. what, what, what did they say? Sorry. What could they possibly be saying that isn't current? Black I can't current. say it. I can't. I certainly wouldn't be allowed to say it on the radio. All right. But well, say uh, it and I'll bleep you then. I'm having an apple and black. <laughs> 
Uh, right, well... It, I shouldn't to, say to, that. To fill people in, it's... Well, hang on. Is that down to a speech in... It would be like my Matthew no. saying current. He'd be like, current. No, these are, these are very young children. And right. they've never heard this before. So it's just the way that they're saying it. <laughs> and I watched the video about five times last night. I was like... Because, you know, not all parents have to put everything up on the internet. And he's like, I'm not putting this on the internet at all. It's for our own amusement. But this is what my children have been shouting all day. Can I have some more... Black. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, children. Look, They'll look. all be taken away in custody. They should be locked up in custody. Uh, could we could, could we spiral off into item number two, but in a yes. similar vein then, on s- silly statements or or mispronunciations on yeah. the uh, on the radio? Number two. Did you hear that now? Did you hear number two that time? I did. That's good. You see, I'm 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 at the races. What about Simon? What about that Simon Harris? Eh. And the oh poor Simon! The previous the eighteen previous iterations of COVID. I mean, even I like, and I'm pretty stupid. Even no. I knew that they named it COVID nineteen after the year, and I'm not the minister for freaking health. I just think I don't think that he slept in about four months, so. I don't think anything is making sense sometimes to him. And he's like, okay, I just have to gear up for this press conference, get out there, do my radio appearances. And, and that's it. And his brain just went to a whole different place. Where I don't like, know. Yeah, there's been 18 others. There's been 18 others. Would you just stop, stop. 18 others. Um, that, was, that was quite special, wasn't it? I have it here. Do you want to hear it? Go on. Uh-huh. This is on the Twitter. Um, and there are some encouraging signs that there's a number of... Can you hear that? I can. Okay, let me go louder. Sorry, I'm a little bit louder. There we go. Vaccines, I think about five um, now at various stages of trials across the world. But remember, this is uh, this is a coronavirus, COVID-19. That means there's been 18 other uh, coronaviruses. And I don't think they've actually successfully found a vaccine for any. So- oh, God, Simon Harris. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, now- Simon. All I, the health ministers around the world are now, that's their meme. They're saying it going, ah, <laughs> did you hear this? That's their little health minister group. And they had to set up a side one that Simon isn't in. <laughs> so that they can actually just send that around all the time. And anytime he says anything, it's like, oh, have there been 18 others, Simon? That's going to be the jokes. A lot of people using it as a stick, obviously, politically, a lot of a lot of uh, pro other party uh, people have been using it as a stick to say that he doesn't have a clue about anything. I th- I'm not a f- a f- like a I, I'm not political, but I would be inclined to. But then again, you know, the same thing was used. John Oliver used it on uh, the weekend against Rush Limbaugh, uh, and Kellyanne Conway said something similar as well. Similar deal that like there were 18 previous. It was the it was the year it was the year that it was named after. They had no awareness of that. So I suppose. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And if you're going to beat up other people for it, you need to beat up our own. He is the Minister for Health as well. I, I You know. Oh, it's so also, funny. He said it with such conviction as well. He said it with like, this is something I know about because this is, you know, I'm supposed to know about this. Yeah. Oh, isn't man. Isn't that politics? Isn't that politics? Say you it with conviction. Say it with, say it with confidence. Yeah. And, and you just say it and then people think it's true. That is the whole form of new politics that we've had coming out over the past 10 years. Like you can bring it back to the Tea Party, you know, saying that the world started 6,000 years ago with creationism. They said it with such conviction that people were like, yeah, that sounds about right. So he just went for it and didn't take a breath and kept on talking. 
Did anyone say to him, that's not right, Simon? I don't think so, no. Because uh, that's the other thing that I was surprised by. I don't know who he was on with. It was Jennifer Zamparelli, if it was the other guys. But they they, they didn't... They, uh, like, I know if it was you or I, would would have gone, what? 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 <laughs> that's not right. Ooh. I've read... Even I've read that, that that's not right. Come on, to, you're joking me. I don't know if they're on the rest of that clip. No, we do need to be clear that there's a lot of work going on. People are working night and Oh, that's it, and it cuts off there. So we don't. I don't know who it was that was on with him. But anyway, yeah, I would have jumped in and gone, hang on a minute, you messer. You're making that up. And then, of course, that would throw the entire rest of the interview. Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. So, yeah, there's been 18 others, guys. No other vaccine. No, no. COVID-1 no. was, uh, was the, the, the flu, was the Spanish flu 100 years ago. And then... COVID-1 was, no, what we all got after the Millennium Bug. That's when it started. Oh, was it? Okay, we got yeah, one a year. There was one a year. So it was one a year. So the Millennium Bug was the first one. And, um, you know, that vaccine was went under the radar. That Millennium Bug is still going on, isn't it? Considering the cra- snap, crackle and pop on this podcast. Uh, um, you're actually pretty good now again. We want to move on to number three. Number three. Number three. Num- num- number three. I don't know how to... Can I change that to a kind of a way of stop stop playing, keep playing? Uh, when triggers released, stop playing. Oh, maybe I'll try that one. Hang on. Num- n- n- number three. No, that's rubbish. Uh, stop playing, keep playing. Hang on. Is there another one? Stop playing. Restart sound when triggered again. Restart. Here we go. N- n- number three. Oh, that's good, isn't it? N- number, th- num- 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 number three. Ah, remixing it there. Sorry, Memo. See, go for it. I'm going to change my number three to go with the n- 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 number three. And this is, you know, Trini Woodhall. Trini from What Not to Wear. Trini, Trini and Susanna. Susanna. Yeah. Yes. Trini Woodhall was doing a um, a live stream on Facebook yesterday. Oh, gee. Live stream you're from all her why, why is it giving us this crackle all the time? I, I don't know. I don't Sorry. know. Trini I was doing know. a live stream from her bathroom. Sorry. Yes. She was doing beauty tri- tips. She was wearing a 400 euro or pound LED face mask it was all fancy and do you know what happened in the background do you know what happened in the background in her bathroom her millionaire boyfriend Charles Saatchi walked in naked and went into the shower oh yes ladies and gentlemen on a live stream yesterday Trini Woodhall was talking about face masks and a multi-millionaire's arse was hanging out just behind her head. Was this intentional? Was this for? Was this a stunt for uh, for likes I or for clicks? One hundred percent. Don't think it was because Charles Saatchi, who you know he owns Saatchi and Saatchi, the advertising yeah. agency and the Saatchi Gallery, and he's worth like two hundred million euro. He is notoriously private. <laughs> All right, so, not, not anymore. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. So when he remember when himself and Nigella Lawson they got divorced. Before that, they had that big public bust up, and she was crying, and it would look like he was choking her, and it was all terrible. He doesn't. Charles Sachi doesn't go to the parties he throws. So he'll oh, throw okay. this big massive party, and he doesn't go. He <laughs> is a private fella, and now Did... I know exactly what his arse looks like. Oh yeah, I'm hey, Charles. He's seventy six. He's an old man. Uh... He's an old man, and. There's some dangleberries. There's not dangleberries. There's like, not. I haven't zoomed but, in that much. But it's uh, how how did he? What what? <laughs> I've got so many questions. Surely, I know. if she was on a live stream, she would have been talking, right? Talking so, loudly. W- w- was he outside the bathroom listening to her talking loudly and think, oh, she's just talking to herself again, like she always is? Maybe uh, I, I'm still going to go in butt naked into the bathroom and take a shower, or or is it the case then that she talks to herself all the time? And then, or did he think, 
she was talking to him because like she's right there when like she's right there in the bathroom when he's getting into the shower. Now, this bathroom is bigger than the house you live in in your leafy South County, Dublin. Certainly bigger than my house. It's a big bathroom. So and she was talking on FaceTime too. Three, this has gotten 307,000 views so far. And I can guarantee you it's gotten a lot more now. It's been deleted. But of course, nothing's ever deleted on the internet. I'm looking so, at it right now on, on the, the mail. Uh, has picked it up and there they've got it. <laughs> yep. And let's be honest, he's 76. So probably a bit hard of hearing. Like I'm thinking of my okay. father. And he says, stop mumbling. And you could be... Like, I could be using a microphone and he still wouldn't hear you're me. You're a lot of things, so, but you're not a mumbler. I'll, I'll give you I'm that. I'm not. I, I'm have... a very, very loud human being. Mm. So um, he mightn't have just heard her. He might be hard of hearing. And off he went in to have his lovely shower, arse hanging out. And now we just know that they just walk, you know, naked into their bathroom, which is totally fine. This is the biggest ensuite I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm a, I'm a keep the, a towel on me sort of a person until the door's closed. How did he make his money? Let's see. Uh, Charles Satchi's an Iraqi British Jewish businessman. He's advertising agency. Co-founder with his brother Morris of advertising agency Satchi and Satchi. They yes. led the business uh, in the 80s until they were forced out in 1995. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But at that stage he had made so much money it was ridiculous because they would have been like, you know, that whole greed is good stuff. That's that's the Satchis. You know? Really? They would have had so much money and it was this flahoolock sort of that advertising of the 80s world where it really took over our lives. The real mad men that carried on to the world of Gordon Gecko. So they made so much money and then he just went into art and he's got the Saatchi Gallery and he owns 200 million pounds. He started in, in 1965, it said. Uh, he undertook his first advertising role as a copywriter in a London, London, London office of Benton and Bowles. This is now a Ooh. wiki. And then he graduated up and up and up. And then with his brother, in 1975, he started, in 1970, started Saatchi and Saatchi. And then at the turn of 1995, uh, they were, uh, they left the agency and founded rival MNC Saatchi. Uh, so they, they were the original. Then what's the word? What's the, what, the, what were the name, the guy, the name of the guys with the big phones in the 80s? The was yuppies. That? Yuppies. There you he go. was a yuppie. Yuppie, wow. yuppie, yuppie. And I'm always fascinated to a... see how these people, these these multimillionaires or billionaires, made their money originally. Yeah, some of them are self-made, but when you when you start digging, it's like, hang on a minute, you got private education and whatever. Well, I don't, it doesn't say that here, but uh, oh, hang on. Uh, his father, a textile merchant, anticipated the flight that tens of thousands of, Ra- of Iraqi Jews would make to avoid uh, persecution, and relocated his family to Finch- Finchley, North London. Oh, okay, so there, he was a textile merchant in. In Iraq. in Iraq, wow, okay. And then they moved over. And wow, now wow, we wow. know that multimillionaires have arses as well. Thank you, Charles Saatchi. It's happening all over the world. People walking in on other Zoom meetings, on streams, on on everything. And it's just nice to know that it can happen to super rich people as well. Absolutely. And uh, we always like to get to the, the bottom of things, don't we, Mern? We, d- we certainly do. 200 million. He's not a billionaire then, but he's two, uh, I once never 200 million. 200 million. Uh, right, number f- number four is number four. Number four. Your number four is uh, bad news. You're going to be devastated this morning. Elton John cancelled summer tour due to coronavirus. Oh uh, no! Yeah. Is he still? Are uh, you took the joke? You took the joke off of me. You took the joke, Martin. Uh, you, you you don't take a joke off a man like that. You don't take it, it. You don't take a joke. In in a statement, 
uh, issued earlier today from his palatial home or from the patio of his home. Uh, Elton John in- says he was cancelling his summer tour and pushes the shows to 21. He quote, he quote says, I'm cancelling my summer tour. I'm oh, 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 <laughs> He is still standing. He continued, I'm cancelling. <laughs> so, sorry. Not see, fans. Stole my joke. Just stole sorry. my flipping joke. Ah, we just... Number five. No, 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 number five. Oh, hang on. I need to do that to all of them then, do I? Hang on. Restart sound. There we go. N- n- number five. There you go. All right. What's number five then, MOC? Number five is also something from my very own life, and that was that I managed to sleep it out for a meeting this morning, even though I'm working from home and the meeting was on my computer. <laughs> so it's nice to know that sometimes things just don't change. What happened this morning is essentially like, you know, going over to the Bick family's house and going, do you have a biro? And them saying no. Like, how do you manage to sleep it out? I just had to open the laptop. It's it's beside me in the bedroom. That's all I had to do. And I but still managed just supplanted, to be late no, for work. No one would expect anything else from you. No one would ever expect. It's like a given. I've been on those Skype calls where <laughs> it's like, we're still not here yet. And everyone's like, nah, yeah, yes, that's fair enough. Yes, that's more though. It's, yeah, it's but just... I was so late. Like, I was so late this morning. I was like, I just text him going, I'm not going to hop in now, guys. I'm so I'm late. unbelievably late. I'm just, I'm just going to leave you alone. And then I, I just text everything that I needed to text in. And yeah. I was like, Do you not find, it. though, that, I, that uh, loads of stuff then happens? Because that happened to me one day last week or the week before that I found that when I didn't go on the call or, I, well, it wasn't that I chose, well, Hang on, I wasn't able to go on the call to one of them. And then I found that once once it came to the show, it was like, hang on, what's this? What, what's this? <laughs> and I know. And had had I been on the call, I would have gone, I don't think we should do that. Whereas in we ended up doing a lot of stuff that I would have gone. And I mean like a load of stuff. I mean like Yeah. Like the entire show was like, Oh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done this at all. If had I yeah. had we well, been on the call, none of this would have happened. <laughs> Well, because I wasn't on the call, I instead did all of the questions for tonight. I'm like, here, guys, these are the questions. Oh, okay. This is what we should do. So I've done that. Sure, at least and you're on top of stuff. anything else they want yeah. to, because I was like, I'm not there. So, you know, those damn commutes when you're working from home these days, guys, I feel your pain. It can be very tough getting from the bedroom to the sitting room and, you know, going out to get your cup of tea all the way to the kitchen. That makes you delayed as well. What? What you have to be so honest these days, yeah. Because where else could you be when someone's like, "Well, I give you a ring," you can't be like, "Oh no, I'm out." You're not out. We know you're not out. You're at home. That's a good point, so actually. Yeah. Trying to come up for excuses these days to avoid phone calls or talking to someone—it's getting harder and harder and harder. Morin's old favorite is I'm at the Walkinstown roundabout, and it's like you're. <laughs> You're always at the Walkinstown right. You, Come you're... here. The Walkinstown roundabout is a nightmare. Oh, for yeah. anyone who, yeah. who doesn't know the Walkinstown roundabout, it can be a nightmare getting to the bloody Walkinstown roundabout. And because it's three lanes, people don't know how to use it properly. Right. <sighs> Walkinstown roundabout. But, yeah, like if you had to come up with any excuses for people when you're like, oh, how am I going to get out of this? I've started doing... obviously at home. Uh, You've got I... kids, you see. You can actually use the kids as an excuse. Yeah, I've, I've, I was honest on that one that I said. Uh, when, it was last week when I said I wasn't. I was just not arsed. So I said I'm not going to be able to go on the call. I didn't say not arsed, but I just no, said... No, you I, didn't say you weren't arsed. We all knew you weren't arsed. <laughs> yeah, but I said, but, listen, I'm not going to be able to go on it today because I... Yeah, you also had some sort of an excuse of I'm out with the kids. Uh, oh, you no, did. hang on. There was... Well, the, me, the, the generally the call was at half 11 and then all of a sudden 
just unilaterally someone said we're doing it at 11 today and I was like well hang on a minute I've already left the house I planned to be back by yeah yeah uh, no, that, no that was a different one I joined that one late but there was yeah. one where I said I'm not going to be able to do it today because being back by 11 was, was a stretch half 11 is fine but I so can't do it every if, time but if anyone can help me out sixbitspod at gmail.com to give me excuses to get out of interactions that I don't want because I can no longer say oh I'm not around because I am. We're all always around. Just get up. Just get up and go and do the freaking meeting. But like most everything. people. Like most people. For everything. Do, you, I fell asleep at 7am. I need to sleep. Well, I know you need to sleep. Sleep earlier then. Sleep earlier. I can't. Yeah, well, that's your own problem. Exactly. Do you know, what if you were asleep in the mid at 5 past 6 this evening? Because you need to sleep. You're not going to be no, asleep at 5 past 6 this evening because you're going to be at work. No. You've got work to do. Get because over it. You're I'm not a child be- anymore. You're I'm not, you're not, a, I'm shaking you by the shoulders now. You are not a child anymore. Oh my God, baby shaking syndrome. Louise, Louise. Shaking Wilbur, baby. You're not a baby. Terrible, if you terrible, were a baby, terrible, it would be shaking baby syndrome. Terrible. But for Christ's sake, woman, you're a, you're an adult. You're an my adult. Head, my head feels, oh, oh God, oh, all fluid oh. in my head is hurt. It's sore now. I'm actually still sore all shake. over, by the way, from my, uh, from my, I was fine yesterday. I was obviously on drugs. But today, it's like every part. It's the, the drugs the, are the, gone. The two day later thing as well, though, from the gym. Oh, I think there's a bit of that that's as well. Not good. That that's my whole good. body got to work out uh, overnight, and it's like but you're oh. okay. No COVID symptoms. No, I don't. Th- no, well, not they would. When would they present? Actually, out of interest, who knows? <laughs> I suppose. Who knows? Well, some uh, people are asymptomatic. They never get anything, but they've had COVID nineteen. Yeah, I think I'm one of them, but everyone thinks they're one of them. Don't say stage. that. Yeah, I think I've had it. Like, you know, anyway, whatever. I'm not getting into that. Oh, a lot uh, of people thought they had it in January. Anyway, guys, um, if you're late for a Zoom meeting, just just. I was very sick in January, but the, it, it, they they say it's impossible that it it's only like after mid February you could have potentially had it in this country. But I was very yeah. sick for like five weeks into Jan Feb. Uh, I had a serious chest infection going on there, and so did yeah. my youngest. And Kate had a bit of it as well. But that could have just been the cold. Like, could have just been a, a flu or cold, yeah. Absolutely. Sure, we don't know. Okay, shall we? Number six. I've taken, by the way, on, finally, on your final point, I've taken, I'd say a lot of people are doing the same thing, of going for a walk before work so that it feels like I'm going off out to work to get to work. Do you know what I mean? So oh. I, in in the morning, the show starts early, obviously, but er, earlier than the half an hour earlier, I get up and out. So at half five, I go for a little walk out and around to, get to just to wake up, to have the sensation of getting up, putting clothes on, leaving the front door, going out and out and about, and my destination then is ultimately back where I started again. But I'm just going to work then. You know that, that feeling? Yeah, but it's nice psychologically that, you know, you've done something. I get that. So maybe you should do that before you don't show up for your Skype meeting. Well, do you know what would be nice? If we could get to number six so I can actually go physically. Ah, uh, here we go. Here we go. Number six. No, 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 numbers, 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 number six. Penny's on. Thanks from Penny's. The high street store is delivering thousands of care packs to frontline workers. This is uh, uh, photos that Penny's have been sharing. It's a bit corporate for me, actually, this whole story, because it's like, aren't Penny's great? But it does say, it say that their staff are great, and they've brought in a load of staff to put together these care packs for uh, frontline workers and for people in hospital. So they, they've done it, thousands of them, like 6,000, I think, was the figure that we yeah. looked at earlier. Uh, pretty cool. It was actually more not really to talk about. It's it's a good thing to do. Don't get me wrong. Any of these, it's but like they're a ginormous, humongous, multi-million, if not billion, uh, business. Uh, so you know, I'm kind of like this looks more like PR than it does 
Um, it, it, every good thing is a good thing. I'm a cynical person. What can I say? So far, care packs have been distributed to 21 hospitals in Ireland, including the Matter Hospital, Tanning River, and on and on and on. Uh, commenting on the effort, Paul Marchant, the CEO of Pennies. Here we go. Uh, you know, this is our way of saying thank you. Okay, to, anyway, whatever. I, I need to take it at face value. It's a lovely thing to do. That's it. Good PR, face value, whatever. The thing I actually wanted to talk about on the Pennies thing is, and I think an awful lot of people are feeling this, is that why don't Pennies have a website? After uh, after all these years, people have wanted Pennies to have a website. They could be owning, they could be owning COVID-19. They could be owning the lockdown at this stage if yeah, only they had an effective website. I know, but we all need to start thinking... Uh... Sorry, but it's, sorry, I see, I'm going to go down the route of, you know, it takes so many litres to of water to make a pair of bloody jeans and how we're all shopping and fast fashion that ugh, I'm kind of happy they don't have a website because people would be buying completely aimlessly just for the thrill of buying. Whereas now they might be thinking going, oh, Jesus, I shouldn't because, you know, that top and Zara will be 30 euro, whereas in pennies, everything would be a fiver and they'd get that cheap thrill of being like, oh, buy, 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 I feel like I'm shopping. And it would be useless because you can't wear these things anywhere. Um, so I'm kind of happy that they don't have one. But going back to their their care packages, because an awful lot of frontline workers got in contact with me during the the, the still standing concert the other day. And, I know, and a lot of them were like, sorry to say this, and maybe other people feel a different way, but I don't really like the Feed the Heroes thing. And I was like, oh, why? And they're like, well, we're the ones who are guaranteed of a job right now. I prefer if that was going to people who are Meals on Wheels or if it was going to Vincent people DePaul. in nursing homes. I've, I've been thinking about St. Vincent de Paul a lot these days. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, we, we have a job. Now, for certain points, you know, they don't have time for food and an awful lot of people do appreciate it. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely gesture. And obviously, when it comes to stuff like self-care for frontline workers, like I was looking at the pictures this morning of their faces and their hands after they're wearing these masks and yeah. these gloves all the time. Jesus, get them in something so that they, you know, they can relax their skin. But so many healthcare workers were like, no, we need, this needs to be sent to another place. We have jobs. And while there might be some, and I get this, there are an awful lot of um, trainee, they've started paying some trainee staff, you know, trainee doctors and nurses, but some aren't getting anything at all, like radiographers. And they might have to be getting cabs into work that they can't afford. So yes, by all means, do as much as you can for those people because there are different tiers. But how do you do it? Can I ask the question, how do you do it? You give, like, say a radiographer under pressure uh, that they don't have money for a cab, for instance. How? What is this vague notion of... We're raising money for frontline staff. What, I know. And this, there's, a, there's a stunt going on at the moment that I'm I'm not going to get into the details of it. But again, it's, it sounds like, and we're doing it all for the frontline staff. It's like, well, hang on now. If I give my money, where's, where is it going to go specifically? What is the yeah. plan? It, I, it's a lovely idea. And it's one of those things that seems like, you know, a, a worthy thing and an easy, an easy thing to go. Yeah, I've got. I haven't bought a couple of co- a cup of coffee each day this week. So I've got an extra 15 quid in the bank and I'm in a position to give it. Uh, personally, I'd be more likely to give it to St. Vincent de Paul because I know the yeah. St. Vincent de Paul are going to do, going to do, use it or the Simon community uh, rather than this vague sort of we're raising money, just send it to us and take our word for it that it's going to go to frontline workers. Like if we can say we've got a fund and sp- this is specifically what the fund is for. It's for radiographers and student nurses and it's uh, all they need to do is they will give them an app and a login and they'll get a free cab uh, every time they want to go, and the, yeah. all the cabs will be covered for. Then, then I would be like, "Yes, wait, fine, that's, that's what it brilliant. is." Uh, I, but this I, sort of thing of 
do it. Do the stunt. Send it. You use this short code, and we'll. Uh, you just take our word. It's all for frontline. I'm just a bit, uh, and there's a there's a bit of that going on at the moment, and I'm not. Well, and, and, I and, and, and sorry. And secondly, then this business of. Uh, we'll just send a load of t-shirts to into the hospital, and then we'll see. We we'll leave it to them. I don't think frontline staff workers have the time or the inclination to be opening up big boxes of, for instance, t-shirts or caps or random stuff sent in. I I, I, I know we were guilty of it as well. We sent in Easter eggs, but hopefully there was a bit more. Uh, you know, of the you know, it was literally the, the 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 last day before Easter. We sent over a load of Easter eggs to one of the hospitals in Cork. Hopefully that, that that could be taken at a bit more face value. But this notion that like just send in loads of crap and aren't we great for doing it? I, I don't think that and Well, see, on the t shirts as well, I'm like, what? That's just it's it's landfill. That's another thing that kind of annoys me. But I someone got in contact with me about something. A lot of people have been getting in contact with an awful lot of people going, Can you do this? And can and absolutely of course I want to do that. But I I, I'm not going to put something up if I don't know that it's legit. And I got in contact with an organization that this person was purporting to be raising money from. And they were like, I have no idea what this is. I've never heard of it. And I was like, what the there flip you is go. going on? It, it, like, it's very opportunistic. It is a time for yeah, people to like be. They yeah, might be, they might be actually, they might be donating to them, but there's so many unregistered charities and things going on at the moment mm-hmm. that I'm like, hold on. Can we go with people that we know where the money is going for? And I've had an awful lot, and this is terrible, and this could be the cynic in me as well, but I think there's an awful lot of people who are using these moments at the moment to try to become influencers to increase followers. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, like, starting a pod- like starting a podcast in the middle of it, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one thing. But, but I just something that really got to me in the past two weeks of certain things that I've gotten in contact, and I'm like, this has got nothing to do with charity. And then I went further back to do a bit of research and to look into it. And they were like, no, I don't know what that's about. I have no idea. And I'm like, lads, it's got me really down that it's like... You're it's human nature though, babes. That is oh, human nature. No, but it's bad. But I just think feed the heroes. Like it is great. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about that, about that, but it is sort of where is the money going to? Who exactly needs it right now? And maybe look into it a little bit more. Yeah. Would be or, give, or just give a few bobs to Vincent de Paul. I know they're my charity of choice at the moment. Yeah. So much money at the moment, and alone are doing great stuff with their money. Like you can see what they're doing all the time. So, um, so there's that as well. Wow, that ended on a bit of a we don't yeah, trust also, anyone. I, I, just to just to finish on the penny, just to very but briefly back to pennies and the website. Fair play. I'm not yeah, as worthy as you are. I, uh, I don't. I, I don't worry about how many liters of water are used to make a cheap pair of jeans. I'm just saying they should have. A, they should have a website in 2020. They should have a website. We can work. They can work on other ways of. Make you know, make it more expensive or make it more sustainable or what or whatever else. All b- businesses are going to be under pressure for that as well over the coming years, including pennies. Uh, but um, they should have a website. They 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 really should. And they could, it was an opportunity, missed opportunity for them. I know there's a whole worthy thing that you want to do as well about save the save the fishes. What? Oh my God! Very briefly, very briefly. Speaking of save the fishes, the the where is he? There he is. Uh, let me click on him here. Hang on one second. Uh, he's uh. He's a dugong. Have you heard of a dugong? I've been teaching the various word, new words. Have you heard of what a dugong is? Do you know what a dugong, dugong is? No. He's like a sea cow. He's like a half a cow, a cow on the front end, and he's like a, a whale or a porpoise on the back end. Spell it. D-U-G-O-N-G. D-U-G-O-N-G. He's okay. adorable. See, check him out to see him. Oh, no. I want a dugong. I'll put a paddling pool at the backyard and get myself a dugong. Uh, they're big in Thailand. Uh, they're they're threatened at the moment 
Uh, well, they of have course been threatened they're threatened. They're threatened. We're such because assholes. we're all buying stuff from pennies and <laughs> cheap jeans from pennies. And uh, the, the, but they're they're coming back. They've they're, they're, they've been spotted in big herds because in Thailand there's been a huge shutdown, of course, on tourism because nobody's oh, traveling. Look at them. And big herds of dugongs are hanging out together. In Thailand, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It's quite unusual, says marine scientist Thong Thamrong Nawasawat. Ah, Jesus. Thong, you couldn't have made an easier surname for me to pronounce. Listen, can you imagine them having to deal with our names? So you're all right. I know, I know. Uh, They're closely related to the manatee or the sea cow. They're officially Mm. classified as vulnerable. They can grow up to 11 feet in length and I officially want a dugong. They're gorgeous. That was such a lovely way to look Thank the dugong up. They are adorable. Right, we're done. Oh. Sixbitspod at gmail.com. Remind me to tell you about the Mexicans, but only, but Mexicans. only if you uh, give us your own story. Sixbitspod at gmail.com. 19 minutes late for work now. Azerbaijan. How's Pat getting on, by the way? My piles are giving me chip. There you go. Oh, Thank you, Pat, Pat Kenny. Uh, Azerbaijan, bye, love. Bye. Bye.